0: Hello, RP people. Welcome back to another episode of Role Playing a Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know or talk about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and thanks for tuning in again. Uh, joining me as always, I got Scott W. and Mr. Finder. Say hello, guys. What's up? Hey. Uh, so, on tonight's episode, we're going to ask, but is it art? And the answer is usually it matters. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. The actual topic of this uh, episode is uh, we're going to be talking about how much does art in RPG books actually impact either gameplay or even just how much do we want to buy it based off the art alone. Um, I know personally, uh, I've bought in books solely for the reason where art pretty me buy. I don't know. What about you guys?
1: Yes, I, I buy a lot of, well, nowadays, a lot of the books game books that i buy are based purely on the art because i know i'm not going to probably ever play them
2: (laughs) yeah right so you're buying more for a coffee table book kind of thing
1: yes that inspiration and uh i like to support good artists and so it's like i I, there's probably not a book i won't buy from free league because personal opinion they have the best art in the industry right now uh modifius is probably a close second but i think free league has the best art and i own almost all their games and i will i've played forbidden lands i'm gming coriolis i will probably never get to play black uh black void i will probably never get to play uh mutant year zero um there's just a bunch of stuff i'm not gonna get to play and it makes me sad but i love the artwork so i buy the books just sure.
2: I mean, it's just human nature. I think, I mean, I've been got by even fantasy novels and I'm like, Oh, this is cool art and it's just horrific stories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm pretty sure um, me and Finder, we both bought Morkborg based on the art alone.
1: Well, yeah. I bought Morkborg on the art, but not alone. It was also some of the other stuff that we'd read, like some of the tables, some of the, the sidebar comments, those things cracked me up. And so I'm also about writing. So if, if the, if the artwork isn't good, but the writing captures me, which in a game book is difficult to do because if the, if the artwork for the game doesn't grab me, I'm probably not going to pick up the the game to see if it's worth investing in. However, with novels and things like that, I, I I can, flip through that heck uh this world i bought the book small gods which wasn't great art i mean it was a picture of a turtle on on the cover and that's about it so there wasn't any real artwork to engage me mm-hmm. but the the first three pages of that book even if i didn't like the rest of the book the first three pages of small gods was sufficiently good that i'm like this is worth at the time like three bucks because this was back in the uh uh, 80s, early 90s, when I bought Disc or bought Small Gods, but but the writing was so good. I was I was literally sitting in the bookstore laughing uncontrollably um, just from from the book. And I'm like, okay, even if nothing else, this is worth this price is worth those three pages. And so uh, I bought that for. It was not an art influence at that point. <laughs> well, even
0: I have a uh, one book uh, on Kickstarter that I literally bought just um just because the art and in fact i paid for the goddamn uh you know like the a higher special edition one because i was like "Ooh, art pretty and now i'm like <laughs> do i even really care about the art like i mean, care about it that much and i'll show right? you how much i care about it uh is the fact that currently i'm actually trying to remember what it what it was called so i'm actually looking it up on kickstarter
2: Oh, man. (laughs) And really, if it's the art, then why bother with a hard copy, right? Because you can just have the PDF and pull the art from the PDF.
1: I'll tell you why, because there's something visceral about owning the book. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm never going to play these games, and so I buy the games from Free League in hard copy when, like you said, I I have them in PDF as well because they come with the PDF. But... When they're on my computer, they're completely out of sight, out of mind. Whereas right now, I turn around and I look at the books. I'm like, oh, those are cool books. And I will occasionally <laughs> pick them up off of the bookshelf and just flip through them going, man, this is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, no, I can't do that with, with electronics. So It's definitely true. Scott, what about you? You
0: ever uh, impulse buy on art alone?
2: Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, it has to have happened in you know since 82 <laughs> at some point after just, <laughs> yeah you know. that's but yeah <laughs> well it just sucks to get pulled into the art and then realize the game just sucks balls or it's not for you you know
0: yeah yeah Like, well art doesn't
2: always make a game so and art doesn't always sell
0: <laughs> no that's uh, definitely true <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is really sad for me i mean yeah I, I know enough artists now which is one reason why i try to support art as well because it's like i, I know what those artists are going through and mm-hmm. it's like well you know what i don't know this artist but i'll throw him a few bucks
2: yeah that's why i like patreon really for a lot of stuff like that you know that way I'm like, oh, you make really cool art or maps or whatever. And I'd rather support that and have access to the this, to this shit yeah. in a lot of instances. That way I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not worried about being tied to anything that I'm never going to use.
1: Well, like, uh, pa- If you're talking Patreon, like I-, I don't subscribe to a lot of Patreons. There's a couple that I have considered and there's one that I do. And that's Mis- uh, Mishka's Maps or something like that. Uh-huh. And-, and that's because those maps... Are phenomenal for cyberpunk and sci-fi, so it's like, hey, I need something for Coriolis. So those maps fit the tone that I want perfectly, and they're quality maps. And um, a lot of times, I can get them with the the dynamic lighting, you know, all that set pre-configured for Foundry for Mishka. But uh, that, that's also one reason why I have. So here, here's the here's the funny thing: I don't like D anD D. Um, I don't mind playing D&D. It's not yeah. my favorite system because I suck at rolling dice. <laughs> but you need but uh, on Roll20, I have bought uh, or I bought the Player's Handbook. I've bought Monster Manual, Xanathar's Guide to Everything, I think. Um, I, I own like three or four different D&D, Wizards of the Coast books on Roll20 that I bought purely for the artwork because wizards does top-notch art for uh, epic fantasy and oh, yeah. so it was it was cheaper for me to buy the monster manual and get like 120 150 something tokens that are awesome that i can use even though i will never use the monster stats themselves
2: yeah exactly um,
1: Same. so so the artwork there i mean D got a at least a Electronic purchase out of me, uh, because it's
0: purely on the art. You can always tell when Finder is turned away to look at his book collection, yeah,
1: <laughs> and that's exactly what I was doing. It's like, oh, look, there's Vason, and there's there's Black Void, and this whole topic just has me looking at my bookshelf constantly now. So, <laughs> yeah. I'll oh, but there's Simbaru on my desk, so I can just here and stare, uh, stare at Simbaru.
0: Still haven't looked at the artwork for that.
1: So, oh, dude, you got to check out. Is
0: it really that could of art?
1: It, it, it's evocative. And that's what I like about free leagues is their, their artwork. We, so for those who aren't on our discord server yet, join us because we talk about game stuff there too. And we had a conversation recently about character sheets. And one of the comments was how character sheets can serve as like a one page elevator pitch. Uh, and, and, we, and very valid points of like you know what here's here's an example of one character sheet here's another one and here's another one and and Scott's comment is like yeah that second one tells me I will never play that game
2: yeah it was a mess
1: and and for me and and part of it was the character sheet helps you key in on what's important in this in this game and for me the artwork does a great job. If it is quality artwork and if they do a good job of getting a consistent style um, of evoking what is this setting about what, or what's it going to be like. Um, and that's one thing that I love about Free League is Simbroom's artwork is consistent. It is top quality and all of it is evocative. Yeah, That's probably my biggest problem with most Savage Worlds games is the artwork is not as consistent. uh there will be a few pieces that are phenomenal and then there are some that are meh and then there are some like really guys you paid that you paid for that piece of artwork (laughs) right (laughs) whatever yeah Yeah. so but yeah i mean for me it's it's it it helps evoke
0: well it it's it's really funny because like even like your he was talking like uh the guy from our uh discord um i he he said the thing about actually about having the character sheet and back and all that and when i asked this question also on reddit a lot of responses were it's like the art is really nice but and this is one gripes gripe that we've had with rpgs in the past is they're like it doesn't it's not just about the art on the page but also the artistry in the layout because they're like if the book the book could have really pretty pictures but if they're misplaced in the wrong place or you know they have you know the sentences they have them over here and then they have like this little glyph over here it just breaks up the flow and he's and they're saying the whole book itself really has to like you can't just put in pretty pictures and have it look good you really need to actually have it so it all melds in together even if it's not a picture so i think that kind of played into what uh what the gentleman from our discord is who i'm still not convinced is not exactly not scott because he has the same name and it's just instead of a w it's an m there you go so i'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure this scott m fellow i just said his name fuck it. <laughs> the scott m fellow is just scott w in hiding but i, I cannot a bot, it a bot going <laughs> we, we, we,
1: we've never seen them in the same place at the same time we
0: have not but... seen them in the p- same place that is a very good point that's fair <laughs> no
2: but you know what that really is interesting because i do i think layout captures me more than art does well i know layout is art but mm-hmm. i really do think layout will turn layout definitely will turn me off like that second character sheet that was put on the discord was fucking hot garbage that game should be burned. the fucking funeral pirate It was dumb. It was essentially the fucking rule book put onto a goddamn character sheet. That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah. God, now, I will say though, I mean, I, I agree. Layout is extremely important, but for me, if I've got good artwork and mediocre layout, I'm okay. It's when the layout is so atrocious that it inhibits the ability the to read or to find the rules. As an example, Cyberpunk Red. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. When you have rules that are in sidebars, yeah. that's yeah. dumb. I'm yep. sorry. And and so uh, that layout m- actively made understanding or comprehension of the rules difficult. Whereas yes. um, some of the game books that I've seen that have odd choices for layout, it's like, well, that's a, that's a weird choice. I don't necessarily like it. But it doesn't inhibit my ability to to play the game or to read the book. Um, Then I can give it a pass if it's got good enough artwork. Yeah,
0: that's a perfect, like I, I, that is probably my core example. And I know exactly the moment you're talking about in that game. (laughs) Well, actually there's two moments when we're trying to figure out grenades because they're not actually on the weapon list. (laughs) <laughs> Even though we there is grenades but they're listed under ammunition because they can go in a grenade launcher. That was so stupid. <laughs> and then the other one was when we're trying to figure out dual wielding. It's like can you dual wield? Yeah. yeah, but you can only you you could just like if you have dual pistols you're like, "Oh, I can shoot like both of them at the same time." It's like, "No, you can use one action to shoot that one and then your second action which instead of shooting that same gun that you just shot." You could shoot the other gun. What the fuck's the point of that? Well,
1: right. my point. But here, here's the thing, though. Let's distinguish between layout and that rule. Because that dual wield rule, although I don't like the rule, the rule itself is the rule. Yeah. But finding that rule was insane. We because spent, like, it literally was, yeah, it, it was, we, you have to know what terms they're using. Because you couldn't just search, like, we were searching dual wield. we are searching multi wheel. We were Compton. trying to guess what their language was so that we could find it because it was not in the rate of fire. It wasn't in any of the combat sections. It was literally a throwaway comment that was outside of the normal rule text, mm-hmm. and it was so hard to find. And In fact, if I remember correctly, Santa, you had to Google it, and so you found the rule on Google before we could even find it in the rule book. That's not the only... I also... That's how we figured out the grenade one, too, because I Googled that
0: one uh and then there was a third one that i googled and literally i remember i forget what the question was but we googled it and all these like you know a couple of reddit posts came up it's like hey what do i do in this situation and then it was like well you know the rules say this but it's really improperly defined i think it means this another person's like oh we've been playing it like this and another person oh we've been playing it like that it's like none of them actually fucking know it's just a bunch of people guessing and but that's that's that's, that's that i think that comes to the artistry of the writing and how well you're it, it, it does,
1: right? It, it does come to the clarity of the writing. I agree. Yeah. But I, like, I, and, and I mean that can be a whole other topic. In my opinion, is is the yeah, and yeah, I know Scott so. has opinions about writing.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's because a lot of people. Yeah, it's just weird to see, like, like you said, you bought Mortboard because it entertains you, and then there are mm-hmm. people who are just like, oh, the the fucking game book needs to read like it's a goddamn technical manual. I, I just, yeah. Yeah, I could not be more bored if you do that route.
1: Yeah. Now, is- I will say, though, there are certain games where the style, like Paranoia. Uh, I, I bought Paranoia literally because of the, the, the writing in that book as well. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, oh, that's one fun. that I was reading. I was sitting there laughing, uh, again, in the game store, going through Paranoia 2nd Edition. This was when it was brand new off the shelf. Um, and the book's writing pulled me in. The game oh, was yeah. fun to play, but the writing was was fun as well. no
0: i I agree 100 percent. like even um one of like going on to the same paranoia my favorite paranoia book to actually read is fifth edition uh and even though it's probably the worst for the rules i probably got the most giggles out of fifth edition just the writing alone but i gotta say the mechanics of it were kind of uh garbagey but um (laughs) yeah and for anyone who's confused about the fifth edition the fifth edition is actually the third edition they just decided to skip over it and go to the fifth edition
1: um we if you talk about the fourth edition you're a commie so don't do it
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah i don't know it's just really
2: weird but i just i don't know yeah I, I think it'd be entertaining reading a book than like i'm sitting in a goddamn college class to learn your game
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is, again, D&D, where you need three books to play the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just... They've been doing that forever. They'll never not do that. I agree. Yeah.
1: It still annoys me, though, because people want to talk about... um, When we talk about gaming, Dungeons & Dragons is, in my opinion, like the elitist. And granted, they have great art. But I need three books, which... When it comes out is what usually about thirty to fifty dollars a pop. Yep. So you're talking ninety to one hundred and fifty bucks
0: yeah, just man. to play the game, mm-hmm.
1: and that's if the, and that's for the DM. Yeah. Because yeah. I I can't imagine the DM not having those three books. Then you've got other players who may buy in and buy the player's handbook. And if they don't, then you're really slowing things down because the GM has one book unless you've got like a really rich DM who can afford to Supply buy multiple room. copies.
2: Yep. Yeah, man. Which is what
1: I really liked about Savage Worlds back in the day when you could get a copy of it for ten bucks.
2: That was so nice. That was so easy. <laughs> Speaking of bad art and bad life, <laughs> what it is, man. <laughs> Pinnacle knows. I mean, they made different they made strides to change that with this edition, but I mean, Jesus. The adventure di- or the uh, deluxe edition. Well, even before that, it was just like Jesus Christ, you guys, the art is really not that good. It's not that evocative and your role it, was yeah. it was AD&D. Yeah, it was AD&D 1st edition It really was. Yeah, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. To, to be honest, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the suede art.
2: There's some really good pieces
1: in there. Yeah, and, the, the, uh, I've got some that I like and some that I'm like, eh. yeah.
0: I, I think the reason why is because most of it is not new. Oh, they're yeah. all from the respect? other. Yeah, they they're exactly. all from the other books and was even that one I forget. I was talking with you guys after the episode actually finished, and I remember saying I was like, "Wait a minute, they stole this art." And it was like a superhero art, and it was after you showed me that system. Uh, it was that super light one? Uh, that was a superhero one. I forget what it was called though. wasn't It wasn't. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, Savage Worlds or anything like that. It was. Yeah. It's probably it was like
2: it's a still what's Storm what Cook's art though, and they just. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It's just I remember looking through it, and I was like, "This is in." And we ended up going and well, actually hunting it down to see if it was the same author, and they just used the same, oh, the same artist, and they did. But I was kind of like, "Wow, I kind of feel ripped off."
1: Well, to be fair, <laughs> though, I mean, to be fair, art is expensive. Yeah. Oh, yes. And if you're a small company, if you're not Wizards of the Coast, getting exclusive rights to artwork. Is going to be difficult. I mean, I I have a book by Modiphius. Uh, I want to say it's Legacy. I think that's Modiphius. I think it's, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Modiphius. Um, Anyway, the book, the the game Legacy, uses artwork from The Grand Failure, which is some of the coolest art out there, but it's stock art. And and Uh so if you want to be able to fill in your art count on a budget, you have to go stock. And so you're going to run into that. Yeah. So I, I've seen Grand Failure in uh, Sigil products, which is Savage Worlds. I mean, they, they do stuff for Savage Worlds. Yeah. I've seen it in uh, Modifius. I've seen it in other game books as well because it's going to be hard to beat Grand Failure for for stock art. Or
2: you can just- not have any art or have shit art and make uh, one and a half to twice what uh, your competitors make.
1: <laughs> yes. um, and you know, this, that's what I was talking about on the discord as well. When, when yeah. there was the comment about how, uh, Oh, what was it? Something about the proportion of sales to art is, is not. Real fucking real. No, because not- you look at D and D and they've got great art and yeah, yeah, they outsell. And so I think that's what people use that as the measuring stick. I'm going mothership. Um, a million bucks for crap art. A million <laughs> yeah. fucking four is what they made, and, and you know what?
2: No art. That I, art sucks balls.
0: I'm not gonna lie. I
2: kind of liked it. Yeah, of course you did. It's 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 zany, but it's <laughs> no really,
0: the the, the reason special. why I liked it is because it's more reminiscent of like water paints, um, mm-hmm. and also it kind of fits the setting of like you know you're out. In the like, let's say you're actually on one of those ships, you're not going to have the best fucking artist. You're going to have some guy who thinks he's good drawing it in a ship, and it almost kind of evokes the kind of uh, amateurishness of the crew itself and how. Let's yeah. See, I,
1: I, disagree I disagree there. I disagree, yeah. and the reason I disagree is just because you're not on a. Sh- bright and shiny ship that just means you don't have resources it doesn't mean you're amateur if you're amateur you're dead in space and for me the whole the the whole premise behind mothership is horror and when you think about like alien i mean alien is to me a mothership adventure yeah um where it's a competent crew but they're trying to make ends meet firefly is is another one where they're trying to make ends meet but that entire crew is completely competent that's true
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, I just awesome. I could not stand that art. It looked like someone just fucking drew.
1: I don't know. Well, it? and let's talk about OSR. I mean, now the, mm-hmm. I, I will I will give props to some of the OSR stuff in that I think sometimes their artwork is intentionally bad because it harkens back to first edition AD and D or DCC or basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like that's what the artwork looked like, and yeah. so if you're trying to evoke that feeling that's the artwork you go. yeah yeah
2: i'm
0: not I just, gonna lie I, oh go ahead no go ahead i was just gonna say i used to actually hate the osr art the old school style and all that stuff
2: yeah
0: but and it was actually kind of dcc that kind of made <laughs> me start to like it because it suit i think it's just because the other times i've seen it it didn't really suit it
2: yeah it was forced
0: yeah and this art style it kind of it kind of goes back to that almost like cheesy slightly comical kind of feel to it all and yeah i yeah. think it, it, it this their art is one that took time for it to grow on me
2: yeah and that happens i mean i didn't like like that the ad and d books the art in that was just hot goddamn garbage in many most cases <laughs> The one picture of the thief. I, I agree, most the, Yeah, well, the picture of the thief. He looked like he had hobbit horse feet or some shit. It was just, yeah, <laughs> oh my God, it's just an awful drawing. But yeah, uh, and then even DCC and all them, you know, they get away. They get this like it's sometimes they just go too much. Like, oh, look how silly we can be. We're like, all right, we get it. You know, we
1: get it. But you know, you, you, it, could, you, you know, know what's funny about the whole AD and D thing though is the player's handbook was kind of cool art i mean it it something that i missed as a kid was that player's handbook kind of showed you how you're supposed to play as a player you've got the guys that are defacing the the statue background you've got the the other two companions that are sitting there looking at the at the manuscript trying to figure out where they're supposed to go and there were henchmen helping to carry the loot yeah um yeah
2: it was all right there then
1: the thing that's backwards though is the DMG cover and the Monster Manual cover. I don't think the Monster Manual cover should be the DMG, but the affree on the DMG was just awesome. Yeah, that's and the artwork awesome. on the Monster Manual you know was just laughable. It's I'm like, really? Stupid.
2: It was embarrassing to even have that book out.
1: <laughs> it was. Yeah,
2: it was. It's, it's like, good. oh,
1: crap. Why can't we have a cool looking dragon? Right.
2: <laughs> So, uh, so just so everyone before everyone is like off to the races, like, oh, you're full of shit. Mothership <laughs> didn't make more than anybody. Uh, fucking look up Pinnacle. Um, go to Mothership's Kickstarter. They made an, an egregious amount of money for, uh, one, a bad art, and, two, I consider a system that's fucking mediocre at best, but that is what it is. Uh, and then Pinnacle. Pinnacle's best-selling Kickstarter was, what, 500 k And that's what of and that's, yeah, and that's one of the most beloved settings and systems.
0: And that's American, not Canadian.
2: Yeah, that's American. make <laughs> <laughs> believe money. I don't know. It was 40 maple syrups. I have no idea how much
0: it <laughs> is. Hey, it's not our fault that our $50 bills smell like maple syrup.
2: It's true. Yeah, yeah. That's A lot of people forget that. You look at the Kickstarters and you see some of those numbers and you're like, oh, that's pretty impressive. And then I just happened to pull mothership and was just like, so oh, we've all been had. <laughs> Art don't give uh, to anybody. you think art me is important and then you know here we are
0: (laughs) i think where art comes in importance is more for the initial draw like yes let's let's talk about like the cover art because that's the first thing anyone sees and i find that is usually more of an attractor towards titles that i will look at opposed to not look at like at the local bookstore.
2: Yeah, which absolutely. Already
0: has a small selection compared to the indie, yeah. But
1: um, yeah. but that yeah. doesn't
0: always make it good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't, and, and and to that point, I mean, simroom gorgeous artwork. I enjoy the game, um, but the guy I knew who GMs it, who GMed it for me anyway, said he will never play the game again because the system doesn't support the premise of of the game and that is about corruption um but but the artwork is awesome and i love the artwork and i think that's part of my enjoyment of the system of itself is because the artwork did it gets all these ideas going in my head of oh man it would be so fun to play this kind of of game where it's just it's total grimdark and it's awesome i use that word way too frequently in this discussion yeah, well, you know, it's art.
0: So. <laughs> it's art. Everything here is subjective. So right, yeah, it's, technically, thing, right is yeah. We're all talking about our own ass right now, but
1: uh, no, the intro <laughs> that's different from any other week. But that's really, um,
2: uh, that's a good point, though, right? Is like, what? Maybe that's it. I'm trying to think of like where where the subjective nature of art would come into play on RPGs.
0: To be honest, I think what can end up drawing more attention to for at, at least i kind of noticed this i was looking through an rpg the other day well it was actually a couple of weeks ago but there were class. there was races in that book it was kind of a fantasy style rpg with some like flintlock pistols but magic in a faraway world I'm not going to mention names because the book is oh, yeah. currently yeah. in only beta so or or is being tested so you know i'm not going to not get until it's finished and there's some races where i looked at the pictures, like oh that's actually kind of a cool picture it makes me kind of want to play that one and then there's other ones where i looked at uh one of them was like uh what are those things called The things with the pan flutes centaurs but with goats or whatever satyr seder, satyrs yeah and there's a satyr and i and i saw the picture of that one and i was like oh my god i'm never playing that one i i and i tried to so, read through it because i was like it might be cool but just because i saw the art i already had that impression of it and i was like i don't i, yeah. I just don't care
1: so question was the Seder too pretty looking because you've often mentioned and, and this is held true in a lot of the games we played together you like to play the ugly things so if mm. you don't want to play the Seder, is it because the art was too perfect
0: No, it's for one of that book, the art styles were all mismatched. They none of them had any kind of attaching theme. And two, it kind of the best way I can describe it is if an aging hippie liberal professor uh, (laughs) decided to draw his own fan art of his alter ego character. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. the reason why I say that is because it, it totally just looks like an aging hippie with horns. Like <laughs> I, and I, I don't know how to put that. Like uh, that, that's, that's, the, that's literally the only way I could describe it. Like,
1: and I don't know opinion, if that even makes yeah. sense.
0: And, yeah. <laughs> and, but the, and I don't even know if that makes sense. Cause I'm like, I'm a hippie myself pretty much. And <laughs> I thought that looked overly pretentious and dumb so i don't know where that stands <laughs>
2: <laughs> no it just happens man it really does just happen you know there's yeah. i don't know like i said the ADD art that half orc was just fucking awful that was just the dumbest looking fucking picture i've ever seen in my life <laughs> yes yeah,
1: but the-ish. and, and then and then we got into like the monster manual too and that cover of, uh, I want to say that was a hobgoblin, wasn't it, on the cover of Monster Manual too? Uh, I think it was a hobgoblin.
2: Uh, it might have been. I honestly don't know what it was supposed to be, but it was, it was uh, too yellow to be an orc. Yeah, at least it was good art. But I, yeah, you know,
0: uh,
2: it changed things okay. up at least. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know, man. Like I know, but you're not wrong. An art is an initial attractor. That's why I, well, the most important thing for me for the games is getting the cover right. So you look at it and be like, oh, I want to see what this is about. Uh, and so far that's worked for everything.
0: No, that's definitely yeah, true. I just don't
2: know. It is tough. And then when you start flipping through and you're like, oh god.
0: Yeah, and there and you know, there has been some titles where I've looked at it, and the cover art has drawn me in. I've looked at it through. And I was like, no, this game is not for me or, you know, things like that. But I don't know. I I, I think also art pieces, like, you know, like the full scale art pages sometimes are so nice to look at as in like a, a breather in between chapters. You know, you just finish character chapter and then also you get like that really kind of beautiful two page print that goes across both pages. And I feel like it's almost a good way to set up the next chapter without saying you know, yeah. explicitly combat. How does it work? And it's like no, you yeah. can see. It's like not a war
1: kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. And, you know. Well, and that gets into the importance of design though as well, because the yeah. the book layout. I mean, th- there's a reason you need artwork, and that is to prevent fatigue. You're not reading a novel, and if you were, it's a sm- much smaller page, so you you don't get as fatigue, but you're also engaged in that way. Textbooks. I mean, nobody likes to read a textbook or I should say very few people enjoy reading textbooks. Yeah. Because we can't just do it for a long time and rule books are the same way. You need something to break that up
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and art works the way you do that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But let's, let's, let's talk a minute if you don't mind about, uh, some of the other aspects of what art or what, why it's important to each of us. So as an example for me, why is artwork important to me? One, it helps evoke the setting, but it also gives me a clue into whether I might... it, it uh, Right or wrong, it gives me preconceived notions. As an example, low-life I bought purely for the art and ended up enjoying the setting. Um, it's a game I'll never run because I can't think in low-life terms in term, for, for <laughs> game purposes. Yeah. I can be a player. I can definitely be a player in a low-life game, but I couldn't GM it. I just don't have the the... Creativity for it. Um, But, but like dust bunnies, I was going to pass on because the artwork was very, I don't want to use the term childish because it looked professional. I mean, it was quality art, but the feeling that evoked for me was this is a game for kids and I don't have kids anymore and I'm not interested in telling stories for kids Anymore, and so I passed on it initially. I ended up backing it, um, after talking with Carl Kiesler and understanding that, like, you know what, there are some things that I can get out of it. I still doubt I would ever play the game unless it was uh Santa's Dust Bunny's low life mashup that he keeps talking about, right? Yeah, exactly,
0: or Task Force Raisin. <laughs> <laughs> 'm no I, I literally bought the book because like again like I don't have I don't have kids I don't plan to have kids uh, I have two nieces who from them growing up now um, just seeing who they are as personalities I have a feeling they're gonna be a lot more like their mother and um, not be really into the nerdy shit but I might be wrong. I'm hoping they're wrong because I would love to run a game like that. But I bought it for the ideas that I could possibly implement into it to make it something that is not meant to be. <laughs> yeah. But um, back onto the art question. Like, for me, I think, and it, 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 I think the cover of, like art wise, I think the cover of the book is. The most important part of the art for me uh because it invokes kind of what i should be feeling when i'm looking at this game there is um there's an rpg rpg i looked at i'm I'm trying to remember the name i think it was just called sin or something like that and it was a purely white cover with a skull on it that was just like the outline all in red with like almost like blood coming out of its mouth and i thought oh this looks so damn cool Turns out that book wasn't for me. Um, after <laughs> looking through it at the bookstore, I did a hard pass on it. But I find sometimes like that cover is the first thing to draw me in. If I don't like the cover, even if it could potentially be a great game, there's a hard there's a good chance that I would have passed it up on the bookshelf. Now, once we get in, um, the art to me is still important, but I don't need tons of art i just like it for things like you know if you do have a lot of species or races i like to have an idea of what they look like um i don't really care like i like to have big combat scenes or stuff like that but it's not necessary but for me looking at the art is a way for me to get ideas out of the game and kind of like what you said finder it really sets up the tone dust bunnies to me red. You know, just like the big comfy couch right off the hop. And I I actually like the art not so much because I thought it was absolutely beautiful or anything like that. But because it set the tone so perfectly for the game, it was really enjoyable to look at. So, yeah, that's kind of my, my feelings towards art in RPG. It's where you don't necessarily need a lot of it, but you need enough to show the personality of the game. What about you, Scott? what's your What's your thoughts on, you know, the art itself within the book?
2: It honestly, it has to make me want to run the game, or play the game. Like it has to be a visceral, immediate, gut reaction of, okay, I want to run this. Um, and man, art can really turn that off from me. Mm-hmm. It really can. It's why I wrestle with like putting race art in things because it's like. I'd rather give you a brief description and then let you imagine what it looks like because, you know, the wrong art piece can turn someone, like you said, can turn someone off from a really cool character class or a race description.
0: Yeah.
1: No, that's definitely yeah. true. It's a double-edged blade. It really is.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, the, the inner thing, uh, talking about the races and species thing, the the thing that comes to mind for me is I, I, all of my gaming anymore is – virtual i I don't have an in-person game um if i get to play in person it's maybe once or twice a year and that's it uh so the artwork becomes important for me there as well because what's your character look like what does the monster look like and all that sort of stuff on a virtual tabletop really can help with with the game and I, i where i'm going with this I'm, I'm writing my own setting and I have these races that I want in there and there's reasons for each race. There is a reason each of those races looks the way that they do. And the one part that I keep kicking myself about is for some of them, there are some analogs like one class or, or one, one race is orc, uh, more or less different name, slightly different take on them to, to some degree. Um, but there's, uh, also plant people, I'll just put it like that. Um, and the elven race is not your typical elven race where finding artwork online is going to be difficult. And that's the thing that annoys me a lot of times is people come up with these really cool concepts, but then it's hard to find matching art for my vision of my character and that's that's the one thing that to your point uh scott where you don't like including the art and i think that's great because i i can imagine it but it comes down i'm gonna end up using i have to pick somewhere somewhere yeah and it'll never match the vision because it's it's too unique of a race uh-huh. or and so no. that, that's the part that frustrates me at times is like yeah i really love this but man why can't artists all artists do is D and D art. <laughs> right. Well, that probably is a good, a good lead
2: into the maybe the last the last piece of this. Uh, none of that shit matters anymore now, it does it? Thanks to AI. Yeah.
1: Ooh. <laughs> if you can get the if you can get the grammars right, I I I, I believe yep. you might be right. Yeah. I have
2: seen incredibly beautiful AI art that uh, I would rather see in a book than some of the shit that comes out from professional artists now.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, I I'm I'm using actually some from that AI bot. I forget the name of it. Um, for my Mid Journey, yeah, I'm going to use that a little bit of it just for my own game that I run with some friends. Uh, actually, next Friday, yeah, and I, I'm I'm excited oh. to use it because before I had no idea what to do, now I have these like really kind of beautiful pieces of art that even like the era of it, I got correct. It got correct because I wrote Victorian in it. Like it, it worked out so perfectly. Like, I think, yep. I think it is going to be a big change to how art is done.
2: Even though people are crying about it. I just don't understand that part at all. Like you don't own it. (laughs) 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 Which most people use fucking stock art. No one gives a shit about owning the art. God damn, get over it. Jesus fuck.
1: Yeah. Well, and really how much how much artwork in the game book is going to be owned by the creator unless you bought exclusive rights. Exactly. And even then, you still don't own the art. You own the right to use the art in your book exclusively, and that's it. You still don't own it. Yeah. Right. Um, The artist owns it. And so it's like people use stock art for a reason. No,
0: 100%. (laughs) Yeah. And it's
1: yeah,
2: it's just I don't I just don't understand the discussion. You know, I was like, "Go, oh, good for fucking you! You paid ten thousand dollars for some fucking pieces of art that's only going to be in your book. That is going to be a fucking Electrum bestseller on your RPG. Fucking
0: mint! <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow, I must
2: be king of the fucking noodle warriors! Yep. Holy shit!"
0: Now, the only the only thing like with the AI bots, I think you might have a little bit of an issue with, and that's only a might, because again, they're getting better all the time. And that is getting, making sure that the art is, has the like same consistent
1: style. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are ways to do that though, because a lot of the stuff that I've done from mid journey, most of it has the same feel. And that's because you can put in certain keywords like dramatic lighting or heroic lighting or whatever. And you could say, I want it to look like an oil painting. or I want it to look like this and this style. And so, even with the AI art, there are grammars that you can use to help get a more consistent and cohesive yeah. feel to the art. Oh, that's definitely Well, heck. And, and one of the pieces that I created, uh, I think, fits perfectly in the style of the artwork in the Room book itself.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some, you, you generate some great shit. And then, like that one, you generate that shipwreck. And I was just like, this is fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah like it looks like a fucking oil painting yeah yeah i I feel bad for your chosen profession as artist but you're in a lot of trouble
0: (laughs) well i got one and i i wrote like monster under the bed right just because i wanted to see what it would i well monster under the bed horror and it's this really amazing kind of black and white picture with you can see the bed but it's almost like where the monster is almost coming up and it's part of the bed and it looks so badass and i was like god damn i wish i even could draw one tenth as good as this computer can now draw
1: sure yeah well you got to remember though that computer also has thousands of masters that it's uh cribbing from (laughs) yeah
0: okay one i mean it's, it's it's drawing from a database
1: of like Dali and and Rembrandt and all those people. Okay,
0: one one millionth of that skill. <laughs> like, I, 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 I can uh, draw.
1: I can draw a semi straight line <laughs> <laughs>
0: if I can.
1: If I can turn the page in any direction I want, then it's a straight line.
0: <laughs> no, nah, mine always comes out crooked. I got shaky hands, man. It sucks. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh-huh. yeah yeah no arts an like it's an interesting topic um i think a lot of people almost take it for event adva- uh advantage like take advantage of it when they have it and they only really miss it when it's not exactly their exact style i don't know i love art though I'm i'm a visual person though so for me it's like it's almost like essential
1: well, and 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 it is. And I think to Scott's point, that's a big part of it as well. D&D has some beautiful covers. And, mm-hmm. uh, heck, I remember the first time I saw Unearthed Arcana and Monster Manual 2, because I was like, oh, wow, that's what D&D art can be. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. But like seeing the wizard hunched over, I'm like, that is cool. That's not a character I'd ever play because I'm playing the character that's delving into a dungeon. But that's what my character. That's what my character is going to be when he's done. Uh, doing all that stuff. So,
0: or um, I'm going to plug this book because I think it has some of the nicest art I've seen, especially the cover cover art. But Neon Blood, written by Scott Welker and Charles Hogg. that is pretty. Good. Yeah, no, honestly, that I. Gorgeous. Your yeah, Scott, your cover like the cover art on your RPG. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit, that is so goddamn nice." Oh, I think we lost. And, I think uh, we lost Scott.
1: By the way, yeah, he's, he's, he's got he's got a jam in a minute. He's got to get out of here.
0: Oh, okay, so he's he's booging yeah, uh, it off. Yeah, so he's going it. to just hear the plug. Oh.
1: So wh- why did you mute Scott, man? I didn't mute him. I swear. Well, what, what did Scott he, say? He what, mean, what, it was what? me. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, so I, I knew you did. I was just giving, I was just busting Santa's
0: chops. Uh-huh. I only mute you finder. Don't worry. You're the only one. You're the only one you're for bastard. me for muting.
1: <laughs> oh, well, you, you put
0: it like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll
2: do, I do got to get out of here though. All right. Sorry. Cool. No, that's really, cool. I think but... we're
0: wrapping up anyways. Uh, All right. Thanks for joining us today, Scott. I hope uh, you have a good day and.
2: I hope so, too. Have a great week. I hope you have have a a great great week. week. Yeah, I guess a a week. Monterey, California is very beautiful. It just happens to be in California. (laughs) 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 I Uh, (laughs) I made fun of their gas prices today, so it was good. It worked out.
0: Yeah. Yep. Later, bud. Yeah, like I I just kind of pulled up his book, though. Wow. And I'm I'm looking at it now, and if you guys haven't seen it, like some of the some of the shit in it, it's it's actually a really, really pretty book. And almost like what we were talking about layout earlier, you can see how the layout directly plays into how the art is portrayed. Like if you look at it, they almost have like it almost looks like down a a drop down uh menu at, t- at times because it is meant to be more of a cyber style so it looks like a computer almost throughout the entire book but it has that nice old school feel
1: yep it's good stuff oh yeah and you you do need to check out Simberum. I mean look at the, the cover on that is absolutely beautiful I'll see I will mean,
0: see if I have it like I have so many well, when games. you were talking
1: about how you want you wanted to evoke something for you um for me, Simba Room, that that the core rule book, uh, it's got like a group of like, like a party on this column of rock almost. It's it's uh, in, in a dark forest and it's misty and they've got their weapons. It's like there's danger, but you can't tell what the danger is. It's like danger's everywhere here, and it's just it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous cover. If I knew how to spell it, I might be able to find it. S-Y-M-B-A-R-O-U-M.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it here. You got it here. Ah, it's beautiful.
1: The rest of the artwork inside is just as beautiful.
0: Ooh. So, ooh. Yeah, that is. I like the front cover. The big battle scene. Then check out Black Void.
1: Black Void's got yes. some awesome art ah, too. I'll see if I have that one
0: in my uh, Dropbox. No. <laughs> no. No, I don't ah. have that one in my Dropbox. The amount of RPGs I have, it's like I don't even know what I own anymore.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, that's how I am on drive-through as well. Yeah,
0: it's
1: like, oh hey, <laughs> we were playing a game with uh, on our Saturday group <laughs> one time, and and uh, one of the guys was like, oh hey, I own that book. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. that's the problem with drive through, it makes it easy to buy stuff that you never oh end up. Oh, god, using. I know and again because it's invisible, it's on my computer, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I even I I also troll for um, what was it RPGs on that uh bundle of holding? Everyone's uh-huh. look I can also see that one, see if it has anything good.
1: Bundle of holding and humble
0: bundle. Oh, yeah, I use both of them. I think, yeah, they just got they got battle tech right now. I've no, I have no idea about the RPG for BattleTech, and I think that's another one where they have like even just like looking at the art, it still kind of has that old school feel that I kind of appreciate more. Their newer books it sounds weird, but I kind of like their art style slightly less.
1: Yeah, well, so for me, it's like there comes a point where the a, where the uh, the computer generated art. Which I want to distinguish between computer-generated and AI. Because I realize AI is still computer-generated. But mm-hmm. you've got computer-generated art that looks too clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like... Or it also like might look too plasticky or too fake. Yeah. Um, which I don't like. But some of the old-school stuff has that grungy feel to it. Which I, I really like. Mm-hmm. So... I think it depends on the artist because like Larry Elmore does some great fantasy art. Oh yeah! Um, in fact, it was that his name alone that had me back one of the, the Kickstarters that I backed because it was one of his things. I'm like, Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. So it's like, I love Larry Elmore.
0: Yeah. I'm actually, but, I'm looking through Symbroon C- C- 5e uh, artwork and I'm just like, just artwork alone. And I'm like, wow it's so pretty maybe i do it's 5e though that's the only issue
1: oh and hey what uh happy coincidence um our bundle of holding has legacy which i was talking about earlier and that front cover uh i believe that front cover is actually grand failure oh the life among the roots Mm -hmm. oh nice
0: yeah, almost. That oh, and th-
1: that is a powered by the apocalypse. So it may not be modifia I'm pretty sure it's Modifius. I have to go outside the room to look. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think. Uh- oh, on this website they're talking about uh, UFO Press and Rowan, Rook and Deckard. So maybe it's not Modifius. Maybe Modivius was just the publisher that.
0: Like for which acted for which game le- you for film. Legacy
1: Legacy Life Among the Ruins Second Edition. I don't. Know, I don't- so, so like, uh, um, Free League does publish things for other companies at times. Like, they'll do the the publication of it. Yeah. But it's still somebody else's game sort of thing. I don't know. It's, it's that kind I'm of I'm
0: more actually interested in getting it since he said Roan, Rook, and Deckard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it's like UFO Press and its publisher, Roan, Rook, and Deckard, have kindly provided all customers of these – uh, yeah oh so they're so, just the publisher, yeah. publisher on this one yeah yeah
0: no I, and I, yeah i i kind of like also uh roan rook and deckard's art not all not all their books but i like it when they do have uh like they're a little bit more darker ones like uh their the spire one i really like the art in that one because again it I, th- I think it, if it almost impersonates kind of watercolors in some way, I'm almost more drawn to it. Or if it's a little bit more grungy, I'm a little bit drawn to it.
1: But, um. See, I like I like watercolor. Um, I like grungy. For me, it depends on what they're trying to do. Yeah. Because sometimes watercolor is not the medium that you want to use. Like, I, I don't consider watercolor the appropriate medium for horror.
0: No, no. But it would go really good if. I, I, I feel like if they made a special edition of um of uh, Legend of the Five Rings and they did it all in traditional Japanese art style, it would like See, that would be cool. That would be beautiful. That that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And it would so suit this like the scene, and especially if they did you know the watercolors that they did in, did in the old ones, and even if they took like the old um old. There, there weren't books but like what were they like you know the old kind of like books that they had back in like old japan you know with the art styles and all that and mm-hmm. the first and the first time that you know tentacle porn popped up um i'm not kidding <laughs> for some reason old, old school japanese art has still had like tentacle porn in it and it also was really <laughs> fascinated with farts <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't get it, but <laughs> I don't even I until this conversation I had no idea that tentacle porn was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh this world frightens and confuses me. I'm yeah, it was it lower. was like
0: called like the I, I think it was it came from a thing called like the fisherman's wife or something like that. I forget. I'm I'm really like worried to write things on google for this kind of shit
1: <laughs> i don't know why uh, why why would you be worried it, about something like that <laughs> uh i'm not telling anyone to google this uh
0: but if you're like yeah, but google it. if you're like what the fuck <laughs> is he talking about like this is google the dream of the fisherman's wife that's a that's <laughs> it yep yeah. It's, uh, I thought you just said you're
1: not telling anybody to Google it I'm not telling to anyone Google to
0: Google it. it I'm just saying if you think <laughs> I'm lying
1: then Google
0: it and then you're like no he's not lying um, if you prefer to just live in ignorance and believe that humans are all very innocent don't Google it like it's not It's not that Like the images themselves are oh that one um, no they're okay yeah uh, yeah uh,
1: anyways uh new topic new topic so on today's episode
0: we're going to be discussing um happy oh,
1: and sex moves in
0: powered by the apocalypse uh, yes okay that's a good topic scott's not here so he would hate that
1: so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this has gone completely off rails. So. Uh, actually, this <laughs> was actually, if you think about it, this episode was a
0: little bit more concise, directed oh, towards weird. a point than about all our other episodes. So give, give, <laughs> give yourself a pat on the back because we actually, we did it. We did it guys. Scott, <laughs> we did. it. Oh, he's gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, he'll, he'll hear it when we get, when, when he when it goes live. Yeah
0: so finder what do we learn today
1: <laughs> art is subjective but really important that is true was that succinct was that succinct enough <laughs> yeah and um also uh, and, and don't and don't google the fisherman's wife is that what you said? don't
0: google it Unless you think I'm lying, know, in that it, case Google it.
1: What was was that the, what, what was it that I uh, was supposed to Google? That? Uh, the dream the of freedom. the fisherman's wife. Do not Google
0: it unless you think I'm lying.
1: In that case, you know. <laughs> and, and then on on Tuesday, that trends on. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to Google it and be like, "What the fuck?" Uh... <laughs> well, if only we had that far uh, that far reach. <laughs> so tell all your friends to Google it. <laughs> yeah don't, don't you all google it but tell your friends to google it and tell their friends to uh, have them tell their friends to google it so we want we want it to, to trend
0: <laughs> okay then um and also uh finder mentioned it earlier but we also have discord i'll po- i'll be posting the discord link in the episodes come uh for the future not for all the time but you know just for a little bit since i know it's brand new uh i'd also like to thank dot Uh, because she has decided on our discord to throw in uh what is it we we made a little channel which is just called dots writer's room where she posts a picture hmm, hmm, relevant to the episode art of art (laughs) and we have to write a short story based on it and if that interests you i i highly recommend checking out uh dot herself uh, i'm going to give a shout out to uh she's also uh one of the people in resting glitch face so Thank you very much, Dot. For if you're listening to this episode, uh, you're absolutely great, and hopefully, we'll have many more Discord uh, server uh, chats named after you at some point.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. well, and well, join the Discord so we can have more pedantic discussions uh, outside of this weekly. Yeah, podcast. I know. I almost feel like we should daily, daily pedantic discussions. Oh my god,
0: we like I. I I don't think people realize how much we actually talk about this shit outside of the podcast. <laughs> like I think they've like, uh, the people who have just joined the podcast have just gotten a very brief hint of it, but yeah, we talk about it a lot, but anyways, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Get, uh put on a like on this episode and uh, if you have any friends who might like this you know let them know because every little every little bit counts and we're just a tiny little channel and we'd love to grow um thank you for listening and i hope you all have a great oh i forgot my normal speech wow if you like this episode please send me an email at rpsmartpeoplegmail.com and if you hated this episode uh then you know you can uh, message me on twitter at rpsmartpeople uh, hopefully you like it though and i'll see you again next week Bye-bye. Later.